And welcome to Tipperary for another episode of Life After Life. Um, for some reason, my earphones aren't connected to my computer. Hey, Katrina, thanks for joining in. Hey, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Katrina, can you let me know if you can hear me? Okay, I'm really, um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm really worried. I did an upgrade to my microphone uh, yesterday, and I'm really worried that people won't be able to hear me. Um, and I'm trying to connect my headphones onto my Mac as well. Can you hear me okay on the podcast, guys? Because I'm not sure. I don't know. Are you just not telling me that you can hear? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm saying, oh my God, maybe they can't hear me because they're not, asked, they're not answering me. So welcome, guys. And thanks for tuning in for another um, episode of Life After Life. Okay. So. Um, today, what I wanted to talk a little bit about was uh, how to get my earphones to work <laughs> um, on my computer. So let's see if I can get them to work first. What I did want to talk about, because it was a subject that came up in a couple of readings this week, about whether or not, um, you know, getting readings from people on birthdays or anniversaries or anything like this is more beneficial Okay, I mean, would you get a better reading if you were to go and connect with somebody um, just because it's their birthday or just because it's their anniversary or just because, you know, whatever is coming up? Okay, so um, and what I wanted to say about that is uh, no. <laughs> okay, so no, it's not necessarily the case at all that. um that you will hear that you will get a better reading. Um, can people on on TikTok? I'm I'm also live on TikTok, guys. I feel your pain, Sandy. Oh, I start. I just feel like I'm chasing my tail um these last couple of weeks, and I just feel like I'm not catching up at all. Okay. Hey, Helen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um. Yeah. So let me start again because I feel like my head is all over the place. Okay. What I'm trying to say is that I really um. I really, you know, people have this idea. You got your name changed, you did. People have this idea that if they if they really connect to someone, if they come for a reading, maybe on their birthday, um, uh, be it their birthday or spirit's birthday or on the anniversary of their passing or at Christmas time or whatever, that it would be a much better time for them to connect with spirit. Now, I want to say that, you know, it doesn't hurt, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a better chance. And I'm going to give you a better explanation of this because, you know, Halloween is coming up in a few weeks. Um, I don't have young kids anymore, but I, I hear the younger ones in the school car park talking about it. And, you know, it's all excitement about what they're going to dress up as and everything. And, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, our you know, the spirits. OK, so we have what we call the witching hour. OK, at Halloween. OK, waves at you. <laughs> Hello, I'm waving back. Um you know, we have this witching hour. So between 12 midnight and 1 a.m., 
particularly on Halloween, although um, Halloween itself did start out as an Irish um, tradition and it was supposed to be from when the sun was setting um, that, you know, the spirits would be roaming the earth. So, and people have this idea, you know, that they can connect better with spirit at Halloween, okay? Does anybody think that that's true? Are you better off? I mean, you know, I remember when I was a teenager doing all these things, like standing in um, uh, a mirror. Um, oh, I get that, Helen. We'll speak about that in a minute. Standing in front of a mirror, you know, on Halloween night, and you're supposed to see the face of your intended um, husband and all this kind of malarkey, okay? Do people believe... Hey, from New Zealand, do people believe... Um, and I'm watching the, the comments on both Podbean and on TikTok. And I want to know, do you believe that it's easier to connect with spirit energy um, at Halloween than it is on any other day of the year? What do you think? Hello from Meath. What do you think? Nobody's got any opinion on it. Okay, let me tell you, it's not true. Okay, and here's the thing. Yeah, kind of. Meg's thinks kind of. Okay, Mary says not at all. Okay, all about intention. Thank you. It is about intention. Um, and Janice thinks that you can. Uh, Aoife says absolutely not. I believe when you need to connect, you will. Boom. Okay, absolutely right, Aoife. And it's true. The only reason why people may get more success if you like connecting with spirits ghosts schools whatever you want to call them on halloween is because their awareness is more open okay so we're told all our lives that spirit roamed the earth on halloween night okay so our awareness is wide open our consciousness is aware of this it's open to the energy and therefore we may get more hits okay but really and truly we can connect with spirit at any other time of the year, okay? Um, they're here. It's just that we're not necessarily aware of their presence. So it's the same when we're talking about our loved ones, okay? Of course, our loved ones are around. You know, they want to be with us at happy occasions. You know, if you're celebrating someone's birthday, if, if it's Christmas, um, you know, whatever, if you're having a mass perhaps or some kind of get together on the anniversary of their passing. We've just had 9-11 a couple of weeks ago and there was a lot of things going on, you know, um, I wouldn't say celebrations, but commemorations um, for people that, that were lost in, in that atrocity. So, you know, we do tend to remember them on the days that they left or the anniversary of the days that they left. But it doesn't mean that they're more around, okay? Um, they're as likely to be with you when you're sitting um, in bed at home reading a book or, you know, you're washing the dishes in the kitchen, okay? Because it's you they want to connect with. It's not that they want to connect with Christmas. It's not that they want to connect with the birthday. But on these dates, your awareness is more in tune with what's going on, okay? And you're thinking, oh, well, you know, it's Uncle John's birthday. He's bound to be around today. So you're aware and you're looking out for signs. But why would you not look for signs uh, two weeks from Sunday, okay? He's going to be there that day too. Because it, it is, as somebody said, it's all about intention. And that's completely accurate. You're telling them. Okay, I was live on Facebook a few minutes ago and I was reiterating a story and I put it on TikTok a few days ago as well about um, the fact that I had 
an appointment with a lady last week, okay, and things came up for her, so we were changing the appointment around to suit when I could fit her in, when she could do it. So it went from early and it moved to late and then it moved back to early again and then it moved a little bit later. So we moved the appointment around several times, okay, and um, it's fine. I mean, things happen, life happens, and I'm cool with that. But um, my point was that she had told the person that she was looking to connect with that she was going to be with me at a particular time. Okay. So as it happened at the original time that we were supposed to meet, I was driving into town to collect my son, my own son from school. And um, as I was driving, all of a sudden, I just became overwhelmed with emotion. I wanted to cry. I just felt lonely and happy and everything all in that one moment. And I just kind of said out loud in the car, I said, um, is this you? Are you here to connect with? Let's call this lady Nora. OK, it's not her name, but let's call her Nora. And um, I said, are you here um, to connect with Nora? And he said back to me, yes, I am you know, uh, she was supposed to be here. And so I explained that we changed the time of the appointment and all this. And um, so I said, but look, talk to me, talk to me, tell me about yourself, tell me about her and whatever. So as it turned out, he was her son. Okay, so she had made the appointment to connect with her son. And he started telling me all these things that have been going on around her in life. So this was his way. I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever had a message from spirit. But um, but I'm just seeing, have we got somebody else in the TikTok room that's really just, uh, I'm just going to ignore them this week. Okay. Um, oh, what part of Ireland are you from? I'm from Tipperary, Nicola. Where are you from? Um, so anyway, later on, um, he stayed with me. He was chatting to me the whole time I was waiting for my son, came home with us in the car and he was with me here. And while I was getting ready for the reading, he was chatting away to me. And then I connected with his mom and I told her what had happened and she was all delighted, but, um, I didn't lose his energy. He was still here and he still managed to stay and talk to her. Okay. So my point being that it didn't matter what day of the year it was, she had set the intention. She told him, I'm meeting with Sandy at two o'clock on Thursday. I can't remember what day it was. Two o'clock Thursday, for example. He was here. Okay. As it happened, we changed the appointment. And um, obviously, for whatever reason, he didn't get that message or he got his times mixed up. And I also had um, an experience um, a few years ago where this lady was coming to me for a reading. And um, as it happened, it was somebody else that was um, looking to connect with her son. OK, her son had passed away and um, she'd visited the graveyard that morning. OK, and I and she said to him, you know, she told me this afterwards. She said um, that he was always late when he was alive. He was always late, never on time for anything. So she went to the graveyard that morning and she said to him, look, I'm meeting Sandy this evening. I'm going to be there. I can't remember what day or whatever it was, but say it was, I'm going to be there this evening at six o'clock and you have to be there because I have an hour with Sandy and I can't miss it. Okay. So, um, as it happened, I was reading somebody else before her appointment and in the middle of this reading, um, just the energy changed just like that. And I started to get all this information about someone different. And the person I was reading for goes, I haven't a clue what you're talking about. And I said, um, well, I said, 
I know the energy has changed and this other person has come in and he was giving me all this really specific information about his passing and where he was when he passed and all this kind of stuff. And um, so I just said to him, look, um, you're not for this person. I'm going to have to ask you to stand aside. So he stood aside. So um, a little while later, 20 minutes, half an hour later, um, I started a reading with his mom. And when she came in, this young man came back again and he said to me, it's me. I'm back again. This is my mom. And I said to her, you've lost a son, haven't you? I said, because he's here. And she said, I have, yes. And I said, but the funny thing was, I said, he was here about 20 minutes or so ago. And he was telling me, he taught me this and this and this and this and this. Um, and I said, but he was here early. And she just started laughing. And she said to me, he was always late in life. Okay. She said he was late in life um, for everything. Okay. You'd have to tell him things started a half an hour later than the, or earlier, no, later, I can't remember which way would that go. If he was always late, you'd have to tell him it started earlier. I beg your pardon. And um, therefore, you might have some chance of him being on time. And she said, so I went and I visited him this morning. And she said, I told him he had to be on time. So he had arrived earlier because she told him that morning she wanted him to be there before her. For once, she said, for once I begged him, be there before me. So he interrupted my reading before he's reading because he wanted me to know he was there early because it was important to him to let his mother know that he'd heard her, that he was listening to her. Okay, so I hope those examples make it clear what I'm talking about. Okay, I am Apple Watch. Um, yes, I have an Apple Watch. Someone's talking about Apple Watch in the chat. I don't know why. Yeah, this is a podcast and chat. Yeah. And if I have time at the end, we will do more. OK, so my point being that it doesn't have to be a particular time. It doesn't have to be a particular place. And even when. And, you know, even when, um, you know, we're reading, I know a lot of people um, have um, a personal preference that they want to have an in-person reading, okay? They want to be face-to-face with me. And that's absolutely fine, okay? That's a personal preference. It doesn't necessarily make a difference to the reading. It doesn't mean that your loved one's going to come through any stronger, okay? It's just a personal preference. So I do all my readings online, okay? I used to do them all in person, pre-pandemic but um i'm just not doing them at the moment okay um with everything that's been going on and um but they don't work any differently i'm actually very comfortable i do remember there used to be a medium that worked in ireland and used to be on all the radio shows and all this and i do remember him saying once that it wasn't possible to read someone online and it's really disappointing when you have somebody who has the stage like that and they have a lot of listenership and they're talking like you know saying all this as if it was fact The truth is that every single medium works differently. I work differently to other mediums, okay? So I would never say that it is or it isn't possible to do X, Y, or Z. What I would say is that I can or I will do things this way or that way or whatever, okay? So, um, you know, you have to check individually with each medium that you're considering having a reading for from should I say so um yeah so I hope that makes sense what I'm saying it doesn't have to be a particular day doesn't have to be a particular place you don't particularly have to be um in person face to face with the medium the point is that you have told your loved one you've told them you've said to them you've set the intention who said set the intention um I don't know who um I don't know what your name is. It's Y-K-V-Z-P, whatever it is. But um, this person said, you know, set the intention. 
talk to your loved ones okay tell them i'm going to be there with sandy on whatever day at whatever time you know and even while you know you're getting ready for the reading you know you're logging into your computer or whatever to connect with me say to them i'm going on now the appointment's in 10 minutes whatever it might be um you better be here i'm counting on you you know set the intention tell them okay and i also remember i did um i remember the very first live show i did a few years ago Oh my God, the feeling of sickness and nerves. Oh my God. Um, the, I, it was actually a charity event. There was a charity for a local girl. And um, so my very first live event, and there was about 200 people there. Oh my God. And I was getting sick, but, <laughs> sick backstage because I thought, oh my God, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. I'm not going to be able to do it. And, um, you know, the, a lady actually came to me when I was backstage and she said, calm down, pet. She said, you'll be fine. She said, there's loads of us here. She said, I'll tell you what, I'll get you started. She said, my daughter is called Sandy as well. Okay. And she said, um, she's in the front row and she says she has a teddy bear in her bag that I gave her when she was a little girl. She said, start with that and the rest will follow. So I said, okay, okay, I trust you, right? So I went out on stage and I was telling everybody, I said, look, I'm really, really nervous. I was shaking. The microphone was in my hand. It was shaking. And I said, um, I have to say that here in the front row, and I was pointing to the front row, and I said, here in the front row, there's somebody else called Sandy. And in your bag, you have a little bear. It's this color. It's got this, that, whatever. And I said, uh, your mom's here, and she tells me that she gave you that teddy when you were a little girl. You've kept it all these years and that she's here to talk to you. And this girl nearly fell off her seat in the front row because she was she had the teddy bear with her all that week, driving places, picking up kids, going shopping. And she had it on the dashboard in the car all that week, telling her mother, ma'am, I'm going to see a medium. I want you to come through, please. I need to sign for me. I need to know you're OK. So that mother mothered me when I was nervous going on stage and she was there to speak to her own daughter. So it's about what you tell your loved one. OK. Does this make sense to everybody? All the way from South Africa. Hello. Oh, it was so nerve wracking. You know, I, I get so nervous going on stage. I don't care. You know, I've done shows where there's been 20 or 25 people. And then I've done shows, you know, where there's been hundreds of people. And it doesn't matter. There could be five people in the audience. I still get nervous. Okay. When I'm doing it like this, you know, um, it's, not, it's not that there's that many people here. But um, I I always kind of tell myself, you're just here on your own, you know, you can kind of pretend that there's nobody else there. Okay. So I'm going to go through, I saw some questions popping up here while I was talking. And when I start talking, guys, it's very hard to stop me. Okay. So, um, Helen saying she misses her mom. I know Helen, it must be so tough. Um, so someone said here, my husband passed almost a year ago and I felt him the first few months. I was told that people who pass, usually we can connect with them the first six months. Is that true hello jill from idaho thank you so much for listening in okay so you can connect with somebody at any time okay that's kind of the point that i've been trying to make but i i i I get what you're saying and I really feel for you. So first thing is my condolences. Okay. I can't imagine what it must be life, like to lose your life partner. Okay. Um, so I say to people that, and I don't know, did you watch my webinar or did you attend my webinar um, last Monday? And I was talking about this, that in the first few months, it can be easier for the relative themselves to get signs from spirit because they would be trying to let you know that they're okay. 
Now, it really depends. There's a few variables here. First of all, you have to think about how this person passed. So in general, so say somebody that passed very suddenly, maybe from a car crash, for example. Okay. Um, well, they're fully healthy before they leave um, for spirit. So when they arrive in spirit, you know, they haven't necessarily lost energy. So if you compare that to somebody maybe who's been fighting cancer for several months or a year, they're exhausted before they arrive in the spirit world. So it's going to take them longer to build up energy to give you signs. Okay, so you have to take that into account first. But also the emotional connection. Okay, they're going to try and give you signs. So whether it's directly from them. Okay, so someone who passes over quite suddenly would have more energy available to give you signs, okay? And the, there's still that emotional connection with you that they're going to want to give a sign directly to you, okay? But somebody who, um, for, you know, I'll stick with the example of someone who's passed with cancer, you know, and they're exhausted before they ever pass. So it's going to take them a little time to build up energy to be able to send you signs. So it may be that they're asking another relative who's been a longer time in spirit to give you those signs on their behalf. OK, so whether you're dreaming about them or whether you're finding things that are moving, maybe you're finding feathers, seeing butterflies, robins, cardinals, whatever it might be. OK, um, so they could either come directly from the person you've lost in those early months or they could come from another family member in spirit. OK, now when I'm reading for somebody, I don't read any spirit that hasn't been passed uh, a minimum of three months. Okay, so I would say to everybody, wait three months for a reading. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Okay, the first one is because um, you have to deal with the grief. Okay, there's um, no point in me reading somebody who's hoping that I'm going to bring their loved one back, you know, or expecting that I can manifest this person in front of them. There has to be an acceptance that this person is gone and that nothing that I or anybody else can do is going to bring them back. So you have to deal with the grief first. And you, we also have to let them deal with their grief, too. Um, sometimes we forget that um, our, you know, that just because the person's gone to spirit doesn't mean that they don't grieve. OK, so, um, you know, we've lost them and we're going to grieve. And when your husband is gone, you're going to grieve um, terribly. But he's lost you probably, you know, you probably have children together. He's lost those two. He's lost his own family. Maybe he's got parents still here. Maybe he's got siblings still here. He's got his friends. He's got his work colleagues. You know, he's got his career. He's got his pastimes. He's got the future that he was planning for. He's lost everything. So we have to give him time to grieve for that as well and accept the fact that this is it for him. He's not coming back. OK, so there is a lot of variables, especially in those first few months. But I suppose to get back to the point of your question, can we connect them with the first six months? You can connect with somebody within hours of them passing. I've done that before. OK, you can actually connect with them straight away. It just depends on their energy, maybe, and even the circumstances of their passing. OK, um, I did speak um, a read for. And I hate to feel that I'm, I'm consistently talking about mothers who lost sons. It's just that this popped into my head again just now that um, um, a mother that I read for some time ago now um, did lose her son in a car accident. And um, she had obviously to go and identify his body. And she was given some time on her own, you know, to say goodbye to him, you know, before he was cold and all the rest of it. 
and she said she was on her own with him in the room and she said I was trying to find the words to say and she said all of a sudden I heard him knocking at the window and she said that this was something that he'd always done in life you know he'd always come to her window if he knocked if he locked himself out I was gonna say knocked himself out if he'd locked himself out or anything he'd come to the window and he'd knock on the window or if he could get if the window was open he'd shake the blinds just to get her attention without scaring her okay and he was doing this to her even though he'd just passed and this was within it was like just over an hour after his accident okay so um it, they can come through very very quickly um there's no hard and fast rule i don't know does that help you any jill but um i hope it gives you some clarity around what they go through as well um and it's it's very simple and i'm operating you for thinking of yourself at, the, at this time because you have a lot to deal with but um you know they're going through a lot also okay so do babies you have lost in miscarriage come through? Oh, Lydia, I'm so sorry that you're asking this question because it obviously means that you've been through something. Well, let me tell you. Okay, I have lost six babies. Okay, I have two um, living babies, but I have six babies in spirit and they all come through all the time. Okay, not necessarily on their own, although I have had babies lost um, through miscarriage that have come through on their own. And I'm probably going to say something that's going to be very um, controversial to you guys. Um, and I'm not coming down either way on this argument. But I've also connected with babies that have uh, left us through miscarriage. OK, and um, I do remember the first time this happened. Um, what happened was a girl's dad had gone to spirit and she hadn't told her family what she'd been through. And um, her dad came through with her son. And he he wasn't angry. He just said to her, I wish you taught me. OK, um, so any baby, OK, that's lost, whichever way we lose them, they're still lost. They're still living souls. And yes, we can connect with them. And, you know, I say this to people. The only reason that we give birth to a baby is because physically we can't give birth to an adult. OK, but babies are, um, you know, they're developed souls. So even though we have this vision of them being a baby and we, I tend to get shown them as a baby because when you lose a baby, even 30 years later, you still envisage this person as a baby. OK, so if I if I said to somebody, which I did in the past, you know, your son is here, he's 33 years old and this and that and the other. And she was like, no, I haven't a clue who you're talking to. I haven't a clue who this is. And um, um, as it turned out, this child had been stillborn, okay, 33 years previously. So he showed me himself as an adult, but she still pictured him as a baby. And, you know, you'd be surprised, even babies that die when they're quite young um, can give you the most detailed information. Um, I don't know, sometimes this uh, this baby's mom is on here, but I did connect with them. Uh, I did read for a mom whose baby died and I think the baby was only like five or six days old and had spent those few days in intensive care. But um, this baby showed me the nurse that was looking after him, okay? And he was able to tell me the color of the uniform because, you know, the, the way the, the nurses in, in Peds ICU, they, they tend to wear colorful clothes. And he was able to read her name from her badge. He told me the nurse's name and everything. Um, so they can give you the most detailed information. So um, I suppose the answer to your question is an easy yes. But I hope that what I've tried to explain to you there gives you maybe some 
depth of that and, and some understanding as to where that comes from. And I hope I haven't um, upset anybody by talking about um, connecting with a baby who who, who passed through abortion. Um, I'm not coming down hard on either side of the argument. I'm just trying to make the point that babies are sentient beings, okay? Babies in the womb, and yes, we can connect with them. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I've got, I've got loads of funny stories from readings through the years. But, you know, even things like... Um, I, I connected with a baby who had been miscarried and the mother was still grieving over this baby. You know, it was a much wanted baby and unfortunately um, didn't manage to, to get to birth. But um, even the day of the reading, the mother had, you know, got frustrated with everything. She was still going, working through the stages of grief and um, she'd actually hit the couch with the hoover so hard that she'd broken, you know, the little castor wheel on the couch. And the baby told me this. You know, so the baby was with her that day because the baby knew that, you know, that they were going to be able to talk to their mother later in the day and they wanted to see what was going on around her. So they can be very specific with the with, with the information that they give. So don't worry. Talk to your child. I see somebody on TikTok is also telling me that they um, lost a baby. Uh, Anne-Marie, um, her, her daughter was stillborn. I'm so sorry to hear that, Anne-Marie. I can't imagine um, what that must have been like for you. You have um, all of our sympathy. I'm really sorry. Um, however, that said, that, um, you know, and I'm not saying you have to go for a reading, but it, totally it would be so possible for you to connect with her and have a conversation with her and let her tell you all the things that she sees going on around you. Okay. Can I also, so somebody's asking me on TikTok, can they connect with ones crossed yes okay i have to say the answer to that is yes i'd love to tell you that i'm special i'm really not okay i just talk to dead people okay that's all i do um and you know i do psychic readings as well but that's just talking to spirits they're spirit guides okay so it's all just connecting to spirit everybody it's not a gift it's an ability everybody has the ability to talk to spirit it's just a matter of learning the same way as you have to learn to play the piano everybody can play the piano we just have to learn it everybody can sing we just have to take lessons to make ourselves better you know that there's coaching with everything in life okay and it's the same when you want to develop your mediumship abilities okay so i do that as well so check out my website sandyburn.com i actually have um, a fundamental mediumship program program starting on tuesday the 5th of october which is next week okay um okay so let me see other questions here um, we're trying to put my name apologies. No, there's no need to apologize at all. What about those really early miscarriages, like in the first few weeks? Okay, Helen, um, there's no difference. Okay. I, as I say, I have six babies in spirit. Some passed earlier than others. Some were six months, you know, some were six weeks. Um, so there's no difference, um, in those at all. They can still come through. Okay. Um, oh, Mary, I'm so sorry to hear that. So Mary on Podbean is telling me that her sister died of cot death years ago, but never has she tried to get in touch. Okay. Um, you know, it depends and I'm not going to say it's anybody's fault, her fault or your fault. Have you ever gone for a reading Mary with the intention of speaking to your sister? Okay. Did you, do you talk to her? She says yes. And she still didn't come through. Um, obviously um, I don't think it was me that you came to, was it, Mary? Um, because I, I don't recall that. 
but I would say, um, and if you listen back to my podcast, I think it was number two where I spoke about the clears of mediumship, about picking the correct medium to speak to your loved ones. Okay. So depending on whether, you know, um, well, I've all explained in the podcast as well, you know, that if you're connecting with someone who is shy, you know, don't go to a medium, um, who can hear them because they won't talk to strangers because they're shy, you know, go to somebody who can see them or who can feel their energy. So I've all that explained in, 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 I think it was episode two on the podcast. So the recording is there to download. So that's the first thing. The other thing that I do as well is I, I watch mediums, okay? If I want, say if I want to get a kitchen fitted, okay? But I want a specific kind of kitchen. I don't know. I don't know. God, I don't know anything about kitchens. I'm sorry I used that example. But if I wanted a specific type, okay. So say, for example, if I wanted a kitchen made for a wheelchair user, okay? So the heights of the cabinets would need to be adjustable, okay? We would need to have... Um, appliances that this person could reach. So you'd be looking for a specific kind of a kitchen. So you would go and you would look for a kitchen maker who has previous experience um, in making kitchens for um, someone in a wheelchair. Okay. But it would be the same with regards to uh, babies. Okay. And while I say that all mediums can connect to everybody, I definitely think there's a kind of person that different people would be connected to. So for me, okay. Um, and I don't make any, um, and I'm not looking for sympathy by, by, by saying it, that I, um, I have six babies in spirit, but because I've been through that experience, I do believe that I get a lot of, um, I, I do get a lot of connection with, uh, babies. As well as that, I um I worked with young adults. Okay, so I worked in third level education for a lot of years. And um I'd like to say I understand them a little bit, okay? Um I used to be the one in, in the college that people used to come to when they had issues. So I I I hope that I, I, I do feel um their pain a little bit. But as well, you know, obviously working in a situation like that for years, you do come across maybe some young people that die tragically or maybe through suicide or whatever. And, you know, because I have that experience, I actually connect a lot with younger people that have passed too. Okay. Um, and maybe it's an Irish thing. I don't know um, how many of you here are from Irish, from Ireland, but, you know, we have a very high suicide rate and especially this last year, it's gone through the roof. Okay. So recently I have just had so many um, people, both young men and young women who have passed through suicide. Um, and I think that's just from my experience of working with younger people. I do remember that I actually stayed at work one night when I was working in education. I was there till about um, half 11 at night um, talking to somebody because this person was telling me that their intention was to take their, their life that night, that night. So I stayed there and I talked to this person until I could get, I mean, I'm not a mental health professional and I'll say that out, but I stayed and I talked to that person until I could get someone with experience to come and um, look after them. And um, it just so happened it was quite late by the time I got um, somebody to answer the phone and they came in and they took over the situation. Um, but I, you know, I, I think just because I have some experience in that area that, you know, maybe some younger people feel that they, they can open up to me. That doesn't mean I can't connect with mums and dads. I also have a mum and a dad. <laughs> okay. Um, so it just depends on their experience. So I would say maybe Mary, I can't say for sure because it wasn't 
my reading but um i would say that maybe just the person that you had the reading from maybe there just wasn't that empathy or that experience with them and you know if i was finding it and it has happened where maybe sometimes i find it difficult to connect to a particular child or relative i'd actually just all just call another one okay i'd just call another relative and i'd say to them um well you know i'm looking for uh this person and they're not coming through where they're with you and i'll send them off to get them and I have a third option. So if ever you're having a reading for me and I'm looking up like this, okay, there's two reasons. One is because the clock is there. But the, the main reason is I have a picture of um, my own relative, okay? He was only 31 when he passed. I talk a lot about Kevin. But um, he helps me. So if I'm having, hey, Lydia, thank you for saying that. Lydia's telling me that she's really enjoying the podcast. I do appreciate that comment. I really, really do. So I, I would be sitting here sometimes thinking, are people really listening or are they just falling asleep on me? Um, but anyway, Kevin's picture is here. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I would be overtired because I'll have been working late the night before. Sometimes I'm just not feeling 100%. And I'll say to him, you know, give me a bit of a dig out here. And sometimes I'll be in a reading with somebody and, you know, they'll say to me, yeah, well, you know, I'm really glad that you connected with, you know, my granddad, but I'm really looking for somebody else, you know. So I kind of look at Kevin and I'll say, give us a dig out here. Will you go and see if you can find uh, somebody else that's connected to this person here because they ain't coming through for me. And he always comes through for me. He really does. I'm looking at him, giving him a wink there now because, you know, um, he's been my, my go-to over the years. Um, and unfortunately, he only got 31 years here with us and we miss him greatly. Um, hey, everybody. Um, I am kind of keeping an eye on, um, on TikTok as well. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear, Abby, that your granddad died. Okay, if you can wait um, a, a little while, I, I'll try and see if I can do some um some connections but i do want to an answer people's questions and that was my main um my main reason for starting the podcast because it's it's um you know it's so hard for people to kind of you know just get through to me even when i'm on facebook live there's so many people asking all the time for readings which i don't mind at all i'm not giving out about that but the questions don't always come through and i wanted to just have this this time where people put aside the time to bring their questions. Hey, Lydia is saying that she often feels um, that way with her granddad, always asking him to give me strength and do. And do you know what? I love when spirit come through and they say to me, oh, you know, I couldn't let her down today because she's always asking me, you know, to give her a sign. or She's always asking me to be there for her because, you know, that's the connection and that's the connection that you want to um, nurture with your loved ones you want to keep them close because just because they leave this physical body behind doesn't mean that they've left their love for you behind their love for you still exists okay and they're going to be around you and everything that that they do that you do should i say but you know sometimes they like that clarification they like that you know you just to say out loud i'm thinking of your granddad or i feel you around today granddad or you know um you know, don't forget to support me today, granddad. It's my first day in the job or whatever it might be. You know, I, I love my granddad to bits and I still say love because I still love him. And uh, he was my father figure and he was just amazing. And I'm always talking about him. And I know when he's around because I can smell him. You know, my granddad was in the Irish Defence Forces and he loved 
um he loved being military he was military police and you know you'd always smell like the carbolic soap off of him or and the polish and the hair would be brill creamed he was always like so well turned out uh boot polish yes <laughs> he was always so well turned out like it's where he was going for parade every morning but he loved being um ex-military and so you know you get all those smells from him when he's around and i just know when he's there okay so let's see. Uh, oh, Cahill is saying his man passed when she was only 40. I just can't imagine. I'm so sorry to hear that. I just want to get through the questions while I have the podcast on because it's it's the way. Um, oh, hey, Lolly. <laughs> Lolly was just on my Facebook live a short while ago and she's saying granddads are the best. Granddads are amazing. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Caitlin is saying her granddad was military too, and he's only passed three months ago today. Oh, that's so, so hard. Um, and some Tara's man was only 48. Do I have any funny stories from Spirit? Mm, there's a good question. Do they come true with anything funny? They do, but trying to think of a specific thing without actually um giving away anybody's. I will do some readings in a little while, Cahal, okay? Um, I just want to get the questions out of the way. Um, I'm trying to think of funny, funny things. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the one that always kind of comes to mind, I was doing a show and I do believe it was in Waterford. OK, and I had a room full. I only had about 60 people there. It wasn't too bad. And um, I was doing a reading for somebody and. Um, oh, yeah, I must tell that one as well. I was doing a reading for somebody and I, I do believe it was her mother that came through and she just said to me, um, does ma'am have anything to say about my brother? So I just gave it a second and I said to um, I said to her, like, do you have anything to say to your son? And literally she just came out and says, if you don't give him a slap across the back of the head right now, she said, I'm going to come back and haunt the lot of me. <laughs> OK, and this girl just started laughing and she said that is exactly what ma'am would have said if she was here now. And she, she just said that there was well, there was a situation going on with her brother and she said she'd really been in trying trying to encourage him to move past it. And she said that's exactly what she felt like doing was giving him a slap across the back of the head. So um, she just wanted to make sure her mother was on the same page. Um, now I'm going to say this one as well, and maybe it's not necessarily funny, but it just goes to show the way information can come through. And, um, I just see a question there from Lisa and the answer is yes, Lisa. Um, so I was doing a show as well. I believe it was in Monaghan. Okay. And I got a connection from actually a young man. I think he was in his late twenties when he passed and, um, he was talking to a girl in the audience and he said to me, She's my sister, but not my sister. And I thought, you know, the way kind of guys say, you know, brother from another mother and all that kind of stuff. I thought this is kind of one of those things where she was like a really good friend or something. And I was laughing and I said to her, because he was kind of cool, you know, he's kind of one of those cool guys. And I said to her, um, he says you're his sister, but not his sister. I said, so I'm assuming that you were really good friends or something. And she just started laughing and she said, he always said that to me. She said, um, Oh, I get upset saying it because, you know, the connection between these two is just amazing. He always said that to her because she'd been adopted. OK, she'd been adopted into their family. So he always used to say she, and she said it. she said it was in the most loving way ever. He always said to her, you're my sister, but not my sister. Um, and, you know, he still kept that connection with her even after death. OK, so I, I just thought that was a lovely way when they come through and they say something 
the way they would have said it in life. I think that's amazing because that's the best, um, that's the best validation that you can get that it's them. Okay. That they're just as honest as they would have been, you know, when they were here, if they, if they were going to tell you that what you were saying was BS, if they would have said that to you in life and they come through in a reading and say the very same thing, well, then, you know, okay. Then, you know, do I believe in the Ouija board? I love my Ouija board, Nikki. I absolutely love my Ouija board. And let me tell you what I've used it for mostly. Um, mostly I use it to find missing people. Okay. So let me just come back to this question very quickly. The question was, um, if you have a miscarriage at nine weeks, can you tell if it was a boy or a girl? The answer to that is yes. Okay. And, um, as I said, there's different ways of connecting with children. Some of them you connect with directly. Some of them, um, like the girl, I said, her dad brought through the little boy and he was all wrapped in blue. So I knew it was a boy. So, um, you, you know, we are told, um, if it's a boy or a girl, but um, my Ouija board, I absolutely love it, okay? Because it's a great way to make a connection with somebody when you have nothing else to connect with, okay? So um, for those of you that were here last week, you'd have known, um, and I said it to several people, I have nothing to connect with. You have no profile picture. You have no name up. You know, I have nothing to connect with at all. And that makes it much more difficult, okay? So when I'm, when I'm contacted by a family and they say, can you help us? So-and-so is missing. I say, absolutely. Now, that's a case where I would say to somebody, come to my house and come as quickly as you can. And I always say to them, bring something with you that belonged to the person. OK, there's a specific reason for that, but bring something with you. So sometimes and, you know, when I was practicing, especially I used my Ouija board a lot. OK, because I didn't have anything belonging to that person. I didn't have anything to give me the energy of that person. So what I used the Ouija board for was to connect with some of their loved ones to ask them what the story is with this person. Okay. I love my Ouija board. It's so easy to use. And my poor husband, <laughs> to bring in extra energy, I make him sit with me to do the Ouija board. And my husband used to be the biggest skeptic, but he said there's so many things that have happened over the years that um, he, he just can't ignore it anymore, you know, but um, it's just not something that he wants to get too heavily involved in. I'd love to see, uh, you'd love to see my board. It's actually out in the other room because I was using it. So I have a, a Ouija board and it's just slate. Um, and Mary's saying, I have Mary here on pod on Podbean. Mary's actually a paranormal investigator that I know. And she said that she uses her Ouija board a lot to get answers when she's doing an investigation as well. So they are great. Okay. Um, mine is slate and then it's covered in glass and it's got a slate. Um, what do they call that? Is it a pector? They call it. I just call it my pointer. <laughs> I don't know what the pectoral or I can't remember what the, what, what the actual name for the pointer is. I just call it my pointer. And um, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can make one out of cardboard. It doesn't matter what it is. And I often say to people, if you're looking for an answer from spirit and you ask them a question that they can answer yes or no to, just leave it out. Leave um, a post-it note or a small piece of paper that says yes on one side and no on the other side and leave an upturned glass in the middle. And then go to bed. Say your question out loud. You can even write your question on another piece of paper and leave it out for them. And just ask them to move the glass during the night and see what results you get. That's the same thing. Now, I totally get it. I totally get that some people don't like them. And that's absolutely fine. Some people don't feel com comfortable using them. They feel that it brings through a lot of uh, negative energy, bad spirits, demons, all that kind of stuff. 
I don't believe in all that stuff. Okay. Um, I have a, a video on my YouTube channel as to why I don't believe in all that. So I'm not going to bore you by going into all that again, but yeah, I don't believe in that. So I suppose it's easy for me to block out that kind of energy. And I also have a lot of my, you know, a lot of relatives and spirit that would protect me if there was anything like that, but I don't believe in it. Okay. I don't believe in negative spirits. Um, you know, I, I think people have a lot more to do in the spirit world than try and scare us. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. I use it for missing people. I love it. Okay. I do love my, my Ouija board. Okay. So any other questions? Of course you can hang about Cahill. Any other questions? I see a lot of people. Um, okay. With, with, with lost people. What about on Podbean? Do you have any other questions you want to ask me this evening? Um, before I, I can start doing a couple of readings. Hey, what does getting woken up at 3.33 a.m. mean? Okay, so there's a lot of different ways um, that you can perceive these things, okay? Um, it, like, it depends. Are you woken up at this time regularly or did it just happen once or twice, okay? Um... <sighs> It's really hard because everybody goes through different things in life. And I could tell you, you know, that it means X, Y, and Z in numerology, but it only does if, if there's, if you're at a particular stage in your numerology. Okay. I would say that when you're getting synchronicity like that, my own feeling of it is it's only that someone's trying to get your attention. Okay. And my first feeling of all the threes is that there's something that you're pushing for that you're not quite ready for. So I would say, take your time before you bring any changes into your life. Okay. Um, I definitely wouldn't say that anything bad is going to happen. It's not that you're halfway to 666 or anything like that. It just always seems to me that um, it, it's just like somebody trying to get your attention. Like when I was a teenager, I never got to sleep a full night because I was completely ignoring all of my spirit guides that were trying to get my attention. So they'd always come into the room in the middle of the night, you know, shake the bed, pull the duvet, you know, bang my glass if there was a drink of water on, on the locker or anything like that. So, you know, they used to frighten the bejesus out of me. I, I'm not going to say it any different way. Luckily, I'm from a family of mediums. My grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-great-grandmother, we were all mediums, okay? So um, I had a lot of support and help from the family with regards to it. But it doesn't mean it didn't scare the bejesus out of me in the middle of the night when I was in the room on my own. So I would have spent a lot of time in my teenage years, you know, getting into bed with my mom. So, um, you know, it can mean a lot of different things. And I would say to you, think of what's going on around you, because it seems to me that someone's trying to let you know that something that you're pushing for or trying to make happen, that you're not actually the timing isn't right um, for that to um, happen for you. Okay. So Lydia is also asking, are children more susceptible to picking up on spirits? My daughter speaks about past relatives as though she has met them. I think that um, it's not that they're more susceptible. OK, it's just that they have less logic, if you like, or less that they question things less. OK, so like I always from when I was young, I don't remember a time where I didn't see spirits around and I just used to talk about them. But when I got to an age where I realized that not everybody was seeing these spirits, then I stopped talking about them because no child wants to be different. OK, so I would say to you that 100 percent, there's no doubt that your daughter is seeing these people around. Um, so, you know, just let her talk. Don't encourage her to talk about them. Just listen to her when she does talk about them. And if she's talking about seeing like a man or a woman or whatever, 
like what my mother used to do when I was very young, when I used to talk about seeing men and women and all this kind of stuff, she wouldn't say it to me, but you know, when I'd be in bed at night, then she'd put out a picture maybe of her granddad or, you know, um, her uncle or aunt or whatever it might be, whoever she thought that I was talking about. And she'd put it out. And then at some stage over the, the following days, I, I, I'd noticed the, the change in the photograph and I go, that's the lady or that's the man that comes into my room or whatever it might be. So that's a good way to get your children, you know, to, to speak about it without actually putting the information there for them. Like, because if, if you're going to ask a child, oh, did this woman have red hair and did she wear glasses and pink shoes, you know, um, they're going to say, yeah, 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 because kids don't like to be questioned. So my mother never questioned me. She just used to put out the photos um, when I was in bed at night time and see, did I notice or recognize these people um, in my own time? OK, so that's a good way to, to get it. I get all the ones and the twos coming through. So when you're getting something low like the ones and the twos, it seems to me that you're just starting out on something. Um, it's also a sign that it's a good time for change, Helen. OK, always. Um, and this is something that I do in numerology all the time. I talk about the cycle of the one to nine and the different stages of being on that one to nine. And a one and a two are always a time for change. So it seems to me that, um, you know, it's time to, to make that change, something that maybe you've had in your mind that you've been talking, you know, maybe thinking about for a long time or talking about. And you keep saying, I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next year. So it seems to me that maybe it's it's time for that change right now. Okay. Do you think seeing 1111 on your phone every day is a significance or meaning? 11 is actually the master number for spirit. Okay. So um, I am a 2911. That's my, my life number, which is actually the most spiritual number that you can get. It's funny because um, I obviously I was a medium before I studied numerology. But, um, you know, when you do your numbers and, and, and it confirms something, it kind of gives you more confidence. But 11 is the most spiritual number. So when I'd see 11, I always feel that the spirit is trying to connect with me. They're trying to give me a sign of something. So it's, it's, it says to me that somebody's looking to connect with you. So speak to your loved ones. OK, ask them to give you a sign of, you know, what, you know, what are they looking for? What's going on or whatever? Or ask them advice. Um, Helen is just confirming that it's the same Um it's not just a one and a two. She's saying it's an 11, 11 or a 22, 22 or a 12, 12. Okay. So the 11, 11 is spiritual. Um, the 22, 22 would also be a, um, a multiple of the 11, 11. The ones and twos on their own then would be um, making a change. Can I ask what are numbers and how do you know what yours are? Okay. So I studied Pythagorean numerology in London some years ago. So numerology is the oldest way um, of foretelling somebody's future or life path. So using the name that you were given when you were born and the date that you were born on, we can accurately predict your life path. Okay. And I know it sounds crazy, but some of you might remember learning um, Pythagoras's theorem. Um, at school. I think every second uh, level student has struggled with Pythagoras's maths at some stage or other. Um, but Pythagoras lived about 2000 years ago and he was a mathematician and he was a scientist, but he also had a huge belief in astrology, uh, spirit world, reincarnation, all that kind of stuff. Of course, they had more of a belief in it back then than we do now. Okay. So Pythagoras put all of his scientific knowledge and math mathematical knowledge into devising a system whereby it's basically like astrology for 
mathematicians maybe I don't know if that's the way you want to call it but yes um, there's a lot of different calculations that I would do so I do numerology as part of a psychic reading so what I give people is a three-year forecast a month-by-month forecast of everything that's coming up for you over the next three years okay and um, there's various different calculations that I do with that but um, it's scarily accurate and it's 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 really it's really odd but you have to think that people have been using this method of telling the future for 2000 years. So there's definitely something in there. Okay. There's definitely something in that. And my great grandmother used to use another very old method. My great grandmother, actually, no, my great, great grandmother, my great grandmother read palms. My grandmother read tea leaves, but my great, great grandmother, she used to read stones, which is another very old way of um, telling, you know, telling the, um, the future so there's loads of different ways but the oldest way and the most scientific way of telling somebody's future is numerology and that's where i'm talking about the numbers okay and the one of course would also be a masculine number and the two would be a feminine number so you may also take that if you're seeing 11 11 that it may be a male relative trying to make a connection with you or the 22 22 be the female um relative trying to make a connection with you um just for helen there who sees the mixture of numbers all the time okay sending good vibes do i resonate with you okay so let's see mr pythagoras yeah pythagoras <laughs> pythagoras don't we all love pythagoras pythagoras loved seven um and it, you can actually it's easy to get your own life path number so you just add all the numbers from your date of birth and you reduce it to a single number. Okay. So if somebody was born on, okay, let's say the 11th of September or the 11th of September, 2001. Okay. So you'd add one plus one is two. Okay. Plus zero is still two plus nine is 11 plus two from the 2001 is 13 and zero zero plus one is 14 and then you'd add those together and you'd get a five so their life path number would be a five so if you add all of the numbers of your date of birth so if you add all the numbers of my date of birth together you get 29 and then you add the two and the nine together you get 11 and you add the one and the one together and you get two so i'm a 29 11 two okay if that makes sense you can actually do your own life path number what is the most auspicious number for a business name i have found there are different options it depends on the name not necessarily the number okay so that's actually something that i do as well um both for business names and also for people naming children okay so um people would give me their business name or maybe they have three names that they have in their mind and i will compare the names and see which one is likely to be more successful for um for the business and it's the same with regards to me okay so i was born sandra mary ryan okay so i'm actually sandra um but i've always been called sandy i've never been called sandra only when i, I did something wrong when i was a, when i was a child but um i was yeah i'm sandra mary ryan and when i did my numerology um i was married before i studied numerology and um obviously i changed to burn and i'm known as sandy i've always been known as sandy i was named after the singer sandy shaw if anybody's ever heard of her um so when i compared the sandra ryan with the sandra burn and my numerology said that i wouldn't actually use my mediumship for any purpose 
until my name changed. And, you know, I didn't start uh, reading publicly until I was in my 30s. Okay, so like I always read for friends, families, you know, acquaintances, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I was in my 30s before I put up a Facebook page or started to, you know, um, do it as a business. Um, So, I mean, it was totally accurate, you know, in that. Helen is saying that she struggled to come up with a name for her business, but was striving for an auspicious one. But there are different ways of calculating the number. Yes, you wouldn't necessarily always base it on the number. So each each letter in the name stands for something different. So you'd be looking for something that would stand for financial success or for popularity and all that kind of stuff with um with a business name. OK, so it wouldn't necessarily just be the number that would be attached. OK, so there's a lot of different things that I look for when I'm comparing the business names and I'd, I'd make suggestions too. you know, um, one of my friends actually, um, she's living in the States now, but she wanted to call her child Aiden, which she did. But I asked her, would she call her child Aiden as in the Irish A-I-D-E-N instead of A-I-D-A-N, because it was actually much more of a successful name for him going forward. So it's not that we can't make changes to make business names better, um, you know, so I wouldn't necessarily just go on the number. There's different things that I would be looking for. Okay. So I hope that makes sense. Your, your business name, all gangs. So that's why you're using it as all gangs. My grandson is Aiden. Now, not to say that every Aiden, it, it's just the A-I-D-E-N worked better, better, it worked better with the middle name and the surname. It depends on the other names. So you have to make it, you know, I'd have to to check each one because, you know, they could be Byrne, they could be Ryan, they could be O'Callaghan. You know, there's loads of different surnames out there. And I'd have to look at it um, in regards to the other names that go with it. Okay, so you wouldn't take it um, on, you know, on its own. Okay, so I'm going to have to say goodnight to TikTok, or to Podbean, sorry, not TikTok, because um, my limit of one hour, I've just passed it, so I'll be cut off in a few minutes anyway. Um, I will be back on Podbean next week at the same time, okay? I'll probably be on TikTok for maybe another 10 or 15 minutes is all if you wanted to pop on there. But I hope you enjoyed it, and thank you so much for all of your questions. You know, it's what makes it's what makes the show um if i've done it right i think i am a 516 so your numbers all add up to 51 that's that seems like a really high number not that it's not possible i'm sure you've added them right but just take them as individual things so if you're born on the 11th of september don't add 11 and 9 together so that that calculation would be 1 plus 1 plus 9 okay not 11 and 9 so um, you'd actually get 11 when you add all those together as opposed to 20 if you added uh, probably if you added um, 11 and 9 together, you get 20. So just make sure that. Um, thank you so much for that lovely comment, Katrina. I really appreciate it. And I hope you all fi- find time to join me next week. Um, if not, anyway, I'll be putting up the um, I'll be putting up the recording of this as a podcast that you can download and listen back to in the future. It'll be on here on Podbean, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, all of those. Okay, so you should get it everywhere. And thank you again so much for joining me. Um, as I say, I'll be on TikTok for maybe another 10 or 15 minutes. And I will talk to you next week at the same time, guys. Good night. Discussing every